three, two, one. What is this? A crossover episode? That was a quote from uh, Horse and Around. Uh, Hello, this is Adam from Your Movie Sucks, and this is a podcast called Sardonicast. Hello, who else? I'm Ralph Seppi, Ralph the Movie Maker. I'm Max from IHE, and uh, joined by another Brit Bonger this time. Introduce Indeed yourself, you Tro. How come you get to say it that? It is me, the right opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it is me, the right opinion. And uh, I guess that's me, yeah. I don't really mm-hmm. know how else to introduce myself, honestly. Whoa. I only had that written down. What do you do? <laughs> Yes, yeah, sorry guys, it's the British episode. <laughs> I assume you make I mean I assume you make right leaning content. Oh yeah. Um, oh that's all I make. Big right wing political propaganda. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah British opinion. Tucker Carlson basic. <laughs> 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 no, um, oh, I make I make uh, long form video essays on YouTube issues, I suppose. Uh, sometimes things like sometimes things a bit greater than that Mm -hmm. internet affairs in general but mostly focused on youtube i'd say yeah you you, you'd call uh mr avocado as a youtube issue yeah yeah i'd (laughs) say he's mostly a youtube issue but Mm -hmm. i suppose i do analyze some of the more cultural elements of it yeah um but yeah yeah It, it primarily stems from youtube but obviously this only exists because of YouTube and such behavior would prob. this doesn't only exist because of YouTube and this behavior would probably exist in other terms if we had other platforms mm-hmm. that facilitated that behavior. Okay. Uh, so for anybody listening at home, uh, the, the right opinion also goes by James and Tro. Mm. So T R O or, uh, <laughs> Tro saves the universe is a game that came out but anyway uh we're just gonna be we're gonna i'm we're gonna interchange between all three of those just so you get really confused uh just letting you know so we're all we're all talking about one person if any of those three names (laughs) are used uh i've got some questions for you tro um okay is this an interrogation yes Yes. It's a deposition. I I didn't do it. I didn't do it. You didn't do what? Whatever it is, I didn't. You sound guilty already. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even asked you anything. <laughs> Chill. What didn't you do? No comment. Pleading the fifth. I am pleading. See, on on. But you're British. In yeah, but yeah, I'm in America right now. It's July July the fourth. Independence Day. I'm feeling patriotic. Yeah, exactly. I'm pleading the fifth. I'm using my rights, mm. my Miranda rights. Okay. That's not how they work, I don't think, but I don't care. (laughs) Uh, What's your favorite movie? Hot Fuzz. That was the easiest anyone's ever answered that question. It seems like an easy question, but... (laughs) There's normally a lot of dilly... No, it's kind yeah. of a difficult question. I get that, but that, no, I like not. the swiftness to that response. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just, right. I get asked it so much, and I'm, I'm just not considering changing it anytime soon. I've watched that film endless times, mm-hmm. cool. and I love it still. It's a good choice. That's a, a yeah, right there with you. Yeah, good <laughs> his films are endlessly rewatchable. What's your, uh, what's your runner up? Let me oh, stump you a little. A, now that's a bit more tricky. I would probably maybe go uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. Really? Wow. Mm. Okay. That's a little more recent. Yeah. yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably I do. my I favorite. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm curious, one, one thing that sort of strikes me about your YouTube channel is um, kind of the uh, the presentation where you have a bunch of different editors per video. Um, mm-hmm. And that's always been kind of fascinating to me. So I guess my question is, can you describe exactly how you organize that and, and how much control or or leeway you have over your editors, if that's something you're, you're comfortable answering? I'm just curious yeah, about the yeah. creative process there yeah yeah sure um so it starts off pretty singular i research mostly almost all the time i sometimes get a couple people to help if i feel like it's a really difficult subject but most of the time i try and keep research to myself i tend to write it uh then i record it and um then i hand it off to a friend normally who edits the audio down um and then what we have is we have parts. So when I write it out, I split it into parts. Normally, it's around two pages per part. And um, so what I tend to do with that is, um, is, is I gauge how many parts I have. And I then announce in, in a, in a Discord server um, that we have so many parts. Mm-hmm. And, we're going to we need so many editors uh and then i try and organize it in a way that suits people um we regards to editing yeah it's quite chaotic with uh so many people uh we have a guide of things that we like people to do but generally we try and give it some creative freedom um I think the charm of having different people edit it is that people get to integrate their own personal styles Mm -hmm. and therefore I don't want to kind of take away that identity from Mm -hmm. them. Uh, But there are obviously things that I do need to see up on the screen, things that help the viewer um, if they are actually watching the video. A lot of people just listen Mm -hmm. to the audio most of the time I find. And I've even Mm -hmm. had some people ask if I can do it on Spotify, which I've considered, but for the moment I'm just focusing on YouTube. Um, and normally we have a deadline, so two weeks, two and a half weeks, uh, and we try and get it in by then. But obviously with so many people, you're bound to get a couple delays, mm-hmm. unforeseen circumstances, things happening, and uh, that can delay it a bit. And we tend to get hit by a fair few delays, honestly, which has been one of the issues recently. Um, so with the latest uh, video that I'm trying to release... We got delayed um, because of a couple guest parts that were taking their time. Then some more information came out about the situation. There were new developments. So I had to account for that in the video. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we took a bit longer to add that. Then we had a sponsor segment, um, which I'm really pleased about. I'm happy I got a sponsor. But because I want to do the sponsor justice, we've taken our time with that one as well. Mm. And so in the end, this video that was meant to be out early 2022, we're now pushing into the latter half, which isn't ideal. But I'm also very fortunate um, that I have people who are very patient Mm -hmm. and are willing to wait for my content. Yeah, for longer form effort content especially. Yeah. Yeah, mm. exactly. And I'm very, very grateful for that because honestly, I haven't been hitting as many deadlines as I've wanted to lately. In a perfect world, I'd probably be getting one video out a month, but 
it's a very imperfect world currently, mm-hmm. and that has had some exactly. knock-on effects. Right. Mm. Yeah, it's such a standard now to like use editors on YouTube. It's like something I've grappled with, like wanting to experiment with that route. But it's uh, you've talked about it well, before as I well, Adam. It, yeah. of, like, the creative. It's yeah. such a process of like sacrificing that section of the <laughs> creative yeah. expression because that is where so many jokes are made and founded. To me, mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. The the problem is with 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 this is that it's about your appeal as a creator. And yeah. if your appeal can come from your editing, there are some fantastic commentary YouTubers out there who edit these things themselves. And part of their appeal is their editing. Um, I hate everything. You have a very distinct style. And when people watch mm-hmm. your channel and people see like a clip, for example, they can tell that's an I hate everything video. And that's a real draw for a lot of people. There another commentary YouTuber I think edits everything themselves, though I might be wrong, Emp Lemon. Mm-hmm. Brilliant mm-hmm. editor. And his stuff it looks fantastic. And it wouldn't be the same without his personal style of editing. And those sorts of creators are really important on YouTube. It's not necessary for every creator to have their own personal editing style, but I think it does help certain YouTubers set themselves apart from the rest of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Ralph or Alex, did you have any uh, uh, questions for Tro uh, before <laughs> we move on to uh, some movie news? No. Um, I guess I could just mention I since we're talking about editing, I recently uploaded something that was just like an edited clip from the film Morbius. Um, oh, yeah. It wasn't me talking. I, there's no talking from me at all, which is mm-hmm. not common for my channel. And the video got a lot of views, which made me think like, okay, maybe just my editing skills are like enough to, you know, propel my channel. Like that's just a way, mm-hmm. like I've been thinking, like kind of like uh, Crowdcat, which is a YouTuber. I, yes, I think of I, course. that's his name. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's the YouTuber I've, I've mentioned before that I look up to. So yeah, um, just kind of piggybacking off what you're saying. It's not really a question. I just wanted to yeah, add to I, that. I released quite a few yeah. shit posts. <laughs> yeah, you're walking dead one with the lady going, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's a, a classic. That's an edited. Yeah, I, I've seen that. Yeah. Sure. So we all have like those, mm-hmm. I guess. Alex? Alex, are you awake? Yeah, just about. <laughs> um <laughs> What about nighttime. taking it back to movies? Yeah, no. For those uh, for those listening, uh, we had just for scheduling stuff. Where I'm recording like we started at midnight for me, so if I sound a bit airy, that's why. But to bring it back to movies, more so. Any standouts uh, from this year aside from Men, which we'll talk about shortly? Oh, Anything you've seen yeah, that yeah. stood out to? Yeah. Um, I know this is probably going to be a very cliche answer at this point, but uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once was uh, my standout movie for this year so far. It's just so unique, so exciting. And it's just just a a great movie. And so many films these days feel like they come from a playbook of how to make a movie. And that one just doesn't. It feels very fresh. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really appreciate about that. um, Because... I'm always going to get something out of a film like that. Um, last, I'm, I was speaking to actually someone yesterday about this. Um, A24 as, as a, as a studio, they're just putting out a lot of good films. One that I'm not so keen on, but we'll get to that in a moment. But <laughs> last year, I think, uh, the best film I saw in the cinemas, uh, was The Green Knight. So. Mm. Yeah. I uh, love that film. That's such a good film. And it's just. Film. 
I was so glad I got to see it in the cinema. I know it went straight to Prime in a lot of places, but I got to this one cinema in Canada that was showing it, and I'm so glad that I got to see it in the cinema because it just looked so fantastic. Yeah, so good to see it on the big screen. Where in Canada were you? Uh, I was in Vancouver. Oh, shit. Well, that's where I am. Oh, I didn't realize, actually. Well, next time time I'm in Vancouver. Maybe we saw the same screening and we didn't even know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there was was only one other person in the screening. They walked out halfway through. That was me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Oh, damn, you really hated it. (laughs) I never, I haven't finished a single movie, actually. My entire channel is uh, just guessing. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I got that impression from watching your videos. Yeah, yeah. I know it. Yeah. There it is, folks. <laughs> the proof. We've got it. We, I got myself. Yeah. Clip that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, there's, oh. uh, there's a movie news thing. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I've only seen this on Twitter. It's weird calling it news, but um, I've got what? a BBC News article here. Oh from, God! Now it's real. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go for it. It's real. Four hours ago, posted on BBC News, Minions. Well, it's just Minions. Cinemas ban teens in suits over hashtag what? Gentle Minions they trend. Them? Yeah, yeah, they banned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that part. Okay, uh-huh. I just saw that that people were showing up ironically too. I thought it was like, oh. It was fun when we did this to Morbius. Let's do it to Minions. <laughs> like that's a, I, that's no, all. Have I, you not seen like multiple cinemas have been trashed? Why? Oh, <laughs> what? Oh, I didn't know that part. I just mm-hmm. saw pictures of people in yeah. tuxedos. Or sorry, not tuxedos, oh, no. like yeah. dress shirts and stuff. No, there are a few like images the of the aftermath. Of okay, these, you got to send me this shit. All right, do you have crowds. that article? Does it <laughs> show photos? <laughs> I'll, sh- I'll send you. I'll send you the Shen. article. I saw. I saw a tweet about them banning people but um i didn't realize that the cinemas have been trashed yeah what the fuck mm-hmm. okay yeah this one what the fuck? obviously got under my skin right away like the the morbius one was like funnier inherently to me you know it's like this is it's trying to capture that same lightning in a bottle it's not the same uh-huh. it's minions god damn it yeah. yeah no one saw that movie either people actually saw minions yeah i would yeah okay yeah, but- yeah. this this one's pretty explainable here it's because as you were saying, uh, James, w- about YouTube and how it facilitates and encourages like a kind of behavior, mm. I would argue, you know, I don't own TikTok, but I would argue based on what I know about TikTok, it facilitates some pretty bad behavior because there's just a bunch of shit that yeah. oh, shows up yes. on TikTok that is not allowed on any other website, but they just allow it. Like people are constantly doxing each other on TikTok. Like yeah, I know that yeah. much. I mean, I'm... I haven't used TikTok enough, honestly. I don't have it installed at all. I don't engage in that sort of thing. I know a lot of people who do use TikTok, but for me, I think it's just too short. Like, I tend to prefer things like videos that are longer. You don't say. My attention span isn't... Yeah, my my attention... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. My attention span isn't quite at that point yet where I can appreciate TikToks. I see some good ones on my Twitter occasionally, um, but that's That's about the thing, yeah. It's just everywhere. Uh, It's on Instagram. Like, you can just re-upload TikToks. That's just content now. Yeah. I wind up seeing TikToks on other websites that re-host TikTok. Like, so on Reddit... If you go on the subreddit, like, I'm a total piece of shit, there will always be TikToks from yeah. some, just some asshole being like, oh, it's so funny that I slapped this random person in public. Like, so yeah, that's why I'm mm-hmm. not surprised by yeah. this turning so, into a, hey, let's trash theaters because it'll get TikTok. views because yeah. yeah. children 
like 12 year olds will giggle at this being like ha 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 that was funny mm. like okay yeah like maybe you shouldn't allow that on your website maybe you should yeah. discourage that an odd thing too is um that the minions tiktok the official minions tiktok kind of encouraged this behavior or, or at least like kind yeah, of yeah, pro promoted the it. term gentle minions so i'm gonna read from the official minions tiktok they well, said it's just free speed gentle minions yeah it's like marketing but like hmm. they kind of coined the term if they didn't coin the term at least they kind of you know popular popularized it with um mm -hmm. maybe a certain audience at least maybe not created it but definitely popularized it I mean, I think it's obviously important to take into account that a large majority of people, you know, gentle minioning up, are probably being <laughs> respectful to the cinema. It's just, unfortunately, mm -hmm. when you have such a large movement, you know, you're always going to get some people who act out in the in the name of some greater trend, probably for attention. And uh, I yeah. think the thing is that this <laughs> pro probably started with noble noble intent as a as a as a as a funny right. joke where you turn up in suits and watch something that's clearly not necessarily designed for the dignified crowd and then it's kind of spiraled <laughs> a little with how popular it's become yeah 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 i didn't know people were trashing the theater me marketing man if you have any images of that send it to me because yeah yeah I'm curious about that that's why they banned like doing that showing up in suits i i, I guess i understand but hmm. you know that's very interesting yeah very interesting. I've never seen something like that since Morbius. Um, but no one saw Morbius. And no one so trashed the theater the for time. Morbius. No, because no one saw it. Yeah, because no one went to see <laughs> I think, it. Because no yeah. one was there in the theater. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just, I'm just re reading the article. And I think also it's kind of like people think that um, this sort of trend is kind of ruining um, the experience for like younger audiences, which is what who the film is aimed at. Mm. And... Um, I suppose that's a valid concern as well because what they're saying is they've had to, you know, give out a oh, load of yeah. refunds to parents probably. Yeah, a bunch of preteens so being like rowdy it, or whatever. Yeah, they're 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 probably annoyed that they're losing money over this, um, even though it's a trend that's bringing people to the cinema. It's also clearly driving some people away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's a good way of seeing it. Yeah. Are we the boomers now? Oh yeah, possibly. Yeah, because <laughs> these are all like they, these are like kids who like grew up with the original Despicable Me's, right? So now they're like mm. they're a bit older. It's a part of the hashtag is like, oh, the five year wait is finally over. Mm -hmm. So like, if you were like a ten year old, yeah. now you're like fifteen, you can get get your posh suit out and go see Minions. Ironically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the boys uh, have become men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't like I, it. You know what? I'd like it's so weird because I sw like me and Scoot. We swear that there was already a Minions: Rise of Gru movie like five years ago. Just it seemed like a movie that had already been out. I haven't seen any of them, but it was just like, didn't they um, already do that title? Like I don't know. I think they. I think they, this film, film was like nearly done or so or something, but then COVID happened. And oh, they maybe wanted, they, they want to maximize for it. profits. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been advertised. Yeah, for it was ages. pushed back a long time. Okay. Oh, I remember tweeting about that I couldn't wait to see it years ago. Oh, um, but yeah. it got pushed back. Did you start years. this TikTok trend, Ralph? Yeah, it was me. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it'd be fun to address in a video, maybe. You're gonna need to issue a, an apology on TikTok. Yeah. I, I, I'm so sorry, TikTok. Yeah. Sorry, TikTok. 
viewers hmm. of TikTok. But people just be praising mediocre Illumination movies just nonstop. Just because, like, <laughs> every every positive I've seen for this new one is like, hey, it's better than the other Minions movie. Oh, like, Jesus wow, Christ, crazy. The, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the bar could not be lower. Yeah, well, on Letterboxd, it has, like, thousands of five-star reviews, way more so than, like, anything else. You can you see it, like, on the ratings, and I just kept thinking, bots? Yeah. Letterboxd is where the Zoomers hang out. <laughs> or maybe little kids rating it five stars, but... yeah. Also, bots. Yeah, maybe a little. Maybe, <laughs> maybe both. Maybe you never know. Maybe, maybe. But I mean, it would be a bold thing to do. I mean, I can know why people would use bots to inflate a lot of things, but letterbox ratings. I don't know about that one. Why not? <laughs> maybe we're people still a bit use too them. niche. People use it. The, um, the yeah, ratings it on websites influence strategy. Yeah, more okay. and more people every day check out the ratings on websites before seeing the film. That's true. People look at the Rotten Tomatoes. You know. If I was if I was a marketer, I'd probably focus on like Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb before I focus on Letterboxd. Yeah, that's well, true, if more know, young people use Letterboxd, then this is a young people movie. Yeah, I yeah, that's true. That that's I mean, probably. this is a big studio. You you kind of like they have a lot of money, like a lot of resources, you know. So I don't put anything kind of past them. It's not like they can't afford to do that. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. I think I think my my hunch personally is that it's likely a, a meme thing um one of my friends mm -hmm. also gave it five stars sure. um and and said masterpiece can't even describe this cinema gripping <laughs> storyline with amazing characters such as kevin i have never seen character development executed so perfectly grew was a complex well-flourished perfectly crafted character too <laughs> i particularly enjoyed the line okay fine i give in have never heard such exquisite dialogue in my life there was a lot of butts thought that was a low-key a bit sus, but don't let that put you off a hundred out of ten. This deserves an Oscar for its fantastic line deliveries and outstanding storyline. Please watch this, I am begging you. Um, I am so not entertained by any of this Minions ironic thing. I'm like it is so lame. Yeah, ironic enjoyment. Yeah, as if they needed more minions money. The, yeah. the Morbius one was funny. Morbius was tolerable. Yeah. And it came with a cool catch. That, that was that was actually funny. Yeah, it was also kind of mocking Sony. Morbius was a film that was never going to be like a huge movie anyway, and people propelled yeah. it artificially. This is a movie that was always going to be a big movie because babies love minions and also grandmas because yeah, they yeah. want babies to love. That's them. true. <laughs> yeah, that added yeah. to the humor of the Morbius thing too and they like they, they thought the memes were a way to like yeah. make more money and it just backfired but this is yeah, just a movie that like flopped yeah. and then goes back into theaters and flops again like and it yeah, flopped there's, there's, again the, yeah, there, there's legs priceless. on that yeah, meme this great. minions shit it's just like okay <laughs> alright like, like it's so surface yeah. level what are you gonna do with it it's so boring yeah. at least yeah. yeah at least wait until the film has lost like the hype and then make a meme out of it like people did with Morbius like you don't want to yeah add more hype to an already massive franchise I don't know, yeah. that's probably going to get five more films out of this. Yeah. Just, and they, they basically have a free license to be even lazier. That's, that's what concerns mm -hmm. me. They're going to so focus so much on marketing and memes now from here on out and less on yeah. the actual quality of, mm -hmm. of yeah. the film. And that's, that's what always concerns me. Yeah. No, because people have accepted the mediocrity. They're fine with it. They're, they're fine with yeah. it being nothing. I hate that reactionary stuff mm -hmm. like it's like how i hate um uh, like the rise of skywalker how it was like reactionary to twitter and like reddit mm -hmm. complaints of yeah, like the last jedi that's funny. it's like 
it's like that it's like that to me it's just like let's look at the internet and see what they think like i hate that it's just like write a good film or something like write good jokes how hard is it to make a minions movie True. i mean come on <laughs> the response to this movie felt like a bit more appropriate on something like the emoji movie because that's something that as soon as that was even announced it was like oh come on really it was like mm-hmm. representative of like an obnoxious new trend of like trying to capitalize on internet trends in your films and like what do you do like what is the concept for that movie like why did sony green list like yeah, green light jump it's, in the show you know, whereas like this is just a sequel to an overwhelmingly successful franchise that's found everywhere and let's be honest half of the kids doing this ironically are probably enjoying the movie anyway mm. <laughs> like it's not really ironic for half of them no. i'm yeah. like come yeah. on yeah 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 people fucking love mini why do you think it's made so much money already like the- people love this shit true true yeah that's probably accurate yeah yeah it's for kids yeah it's harmless fun <laughs> until you trash the theater then yeah it is harmless harmful bad it was it was good like counter-programming to release the black phone like the same weekend did you watch it yeah i've seen the black phone i did i really liked it oh you really liked it should i see it i liked it oh cool is it worth seeing um you should it's a good horror movie like okay it seems like something i might be very annoyed by you know what that means (laughs) Um, it's a good horror movie i feel um oh you mean good for a horror movie good scares it's good for a horror movie. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> I actually really liked it. I like the um like the small scale of it. And I like the focus on like the kids. It was almost like it. Yeah. Okay. Stephen yeah. King's it. But almost kind of better yeah. in my opinion. I agree. I I hmm. watched it twice. The film anyway. Mhm. Oh, really? You wow. watched the okay. Black Phone twice? Yeah, one oh, okay. one time with my friends, second time. It hasn't yeah, been second out. time on oh. a date, but I didn't tell my date that I watched it once before cuz I wanted it to make myself look braver. <laughs> oh yeah thank you starting out your relationship on lies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's pretty normal <laughs> what well, pretty well, common all right <laughs> i'm gonna write down the black phone and then yeah write that I down watch. i might watch it uh, this week or something if i have the time okay um, yeah, it's pretty good okay we'll see i, I enjoyed it i <laughs> enjoyed ethan hawk as well and, I like um, e- Ethan. The, the writing of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we all watched a movie called Men. How? Yes. Four men watch Men. How does everyone here like Men? What do you think about Men? <laughs> That's like the joke of like this movie. Like whatever you say. Did Did you like Men or I like Men? Do you, like, do you people, like Men? <laughs> That's Ralph? like it's so many times. I yeah, exactly. Men. It's like I liked Men. I how like. How men. much do you like Men? <laughs> I like the movie Men. It's the movie Men by Alex Garland. Yeah, it's, but it's, it is funny. <laughs> okay. I like the movie Men. <laughs> is this is this with a capital M? Yeah. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, with a with with a small M, generally yes, I quite like Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a capital M, I don't like Men. Very oh much. shit! <laughs> <laughs> what do you? Think? I already discussed oh. this with uh, Alex, so. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really, yeah, I saw your rating. Yeah. I really didn't, box, didn't yeah. like it. I, uh, yeah. He saw my rating on that box. This will be a fun conversation. Though. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I don't really know exactly where to start. I still haven't completely collected my thoughts on it. I just sure. really didn't like the movie. I just, I just came away with very little from it and even understanding other people who did like its perspective i still really like just took very little from it um and 
I just I I really didn't like. I think the storyline I, I was probably the bit that I hate like hated the most. Mm, Stylistically, yeah. I think it's well made, and I think people who who kind of enjoy that sort of stuff are gonna get something from it. For me, I was like the first half of an hour, I was like, yeah, I enjoy the style here, and then my brain kind of like starts going, okay, what more is there? What more is there? And for me, that's where it kind of ended, and I just didn't get anything more from it personally. Okay. Though I do understand that some people did. Uh, spoiler discussion, by the way, we can spoil. Yeah, it. um, I, I, I just want to ask you, um, yeah, I'm not trying to attack you or anything. Um, are you a fan of Alex Garland at all? Because, because I am. I, I, I really enjoy his films, and that's probably why I like this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to watch um, Annihilation. I've watched Ex Machina, and I liked that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've still yet to watch Devs, which I've heard good things about too. So I, I'm, I'm not yeah, a fan well. of Alex Garland, but. I watched, obviously, Ex Machina, and I like that, and I want to watch the other two as well. I really like the look of Annihilation. That looks like the sort of thing that is right on my street. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked people like his movies, honestly. <laughs> I have heard that there's a lot of people that liked Alex Garland's previous two films, but didn't like this one as much. There's a lot of people I've heard that are calling this, like, his worst film. I personally connected with this one more than his other two, which I know is, like, a hot take, but... Um... Well, there's a few elements I like in it too, like that I think you'd like, Adam, like Jessica Buckley's. Is that her name? Uh, her performance. Oh, Jesse Buckley. Yeah, Jesse Buckley. Just not Jessica. Jesse Buckley. I thought she was really great in it. Oh, she's awesome. And, um, yeah. yeah, I really. Yeah, everyone's that. great. And she's in. Every, um, I'm thinking of ending things as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, so she was really mm. great, and uh, also the guy who played all the different men, which is kind mm. of the you know I kind of picked Kinnear. up on that in the trailer, um, that it was all the same actor. So sadly, that was kind of like ruined for me, I guess, but I also not ruined for me because it didn't watch trailers for movies that I know I'm going to see. Yeah. So I, <laughs> it didn't really matter for me personally. Yeah. Like it ad- actually added something. I was looking for it and trying to figure out the film, and you know, there's a lot about it that's like um, I feel interpretive and and kind of um, you know, it's just it's a very weird movie, and that's why mm-hmm. I think like that's why I said I don't. Sometimes I don't know why people like Alex Garland films because they're so out there they're so weird and i'm just shocked that like people like them as much as they do because they're very like challenging and different like you know they, they're they're kind of trying to piss you off in times i think this is his weirdest and most challenging this is and that's the why yeah like that's why this is one is yeah, not yeah. as well received is because it does sort of yeah. pass that yeah. threshold for too many people like the end of annihilation does get weird kind of has Reminds me of Mother, or I want to draw comparisons to that film, because that's that, that same kind of reaction, where people didn't really like it at first. Um, really, this was making me think of Antichrist, actually, that, um, that as, as well. well. Like, Mother's actually a, a fairly good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just as far as like the symbolism is concerned, like the religious themes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot to kind of chew on and taking like an isolated setting yeah. and kind of exploring someone's inner trauma. I just more meant more like the reaction to it. Like when Mother first came out, there was such like a strong Oh, the reaction to this it. is hilarious. Because I, I like yeah. I watched the movie, had a great time, um, enjoyed it and felt like, oh, there's like a lot to like unpack here. And then started reading about like the, the responses. And uh, I guess because as the title suggests, it's kind of about like gender <laughs> and the what the, the 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 relationships between uh different genders <laughs> um so of course the like discourse around this movie is like man it's, it's bad it, it is like one of the most toxic subjects you can have a conversation on on the internet you know 
I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. I. I didn't really have a problem actually with the whole gender discourse. I didn't enjoy how it dealt with the trauma, honestly, personally. Um. And but I think I think like you you pointed out, Alex, to me that basically you know there's representation of like different forms of toxic masculinity, and I do I do perceive that. Yeah. And I think that's a fair interpretation. I I personally though I just didn't connect with the trauma. Um. And as a person who does have like i guess some degree of trauma in that area i kind of just felt like it was i thought it was a bit exploitive from my perspective mm-hmm. and it's it's a really difficult subject to kind of pull off without being exploitive in a way but at the same time i think that's one thing that made me very uncomfortable watching the film like there were just certain things that were so bizarre that was trying to be rooted back to the trauma and i was just like i don't really think this is like a good way to handle a subject. You think the absurdism doesn't didn't work for you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And maybe it's because like like the whole face is on the same. Okay. I- exactly. It's maybe because it's sorry because it's like a bit too like there are parts of it that are very real to me, and then it just swings in with the absurdism, and that that didn't blend in my mind properly. Yeah, I have the I have the opposite opinion. Is uh like I I just. Mm. I feel like if it took a more straightforward approach, then it I would have probably considered it to be like lame and exploitative. And, you know, like when you're tackling a, a serious subject matter like this, I feel like if it played it straight, like there's so much more opportunity for it to be just like kind of cheesy and dumb. When it comes to like Alec Gar- Alex Garland's filmography, there are some criticisms that I have with uh, his previous two films um, that I don't really have in this film and that's because it takes a more absurdist approach it's because Mm. of its absurdism that you know you're clearly not supposed to be uh taking the entire thing super seriously super straightforward so it has a lot more leeway in my perspective as to what it can do and what it can get away with i i'm a really big fan of kind of Mm. non-literal um intentionally absurdist uh, films Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with like absurdity on principle and there are absurdist films that I've quite enjoyed. I guess it's more just how I tackle the subject in question. And I don't think there's anything wrong with playing like the subject of trauma straight if you can do it respectfully. And there's probably, and once again, I can't think of any examples that come to mind immediately, but there probably are examples of films that blend absurdist and trauma quite well. Um, well, from my perspective, if, if you take into account that this one doesn't do it well, which obviously you disagree with, and I understand that. But for me, this one isn't one that's done it well, and I just kind of felt more and more comfortable as it got more and more absurd, um, mm. because I just didn't think it had, I guess, rooted itself in a tangible, um, I guess, background of trauma to really build off it as elaborately as it did obviously there are the flashbacks mm-hmm. but it's it's a very small part and i think in a way it was trying to grow something too big from something extremely small would you uh would you feel better about this film if it was detached from the more serious elements it's trying to tackle like if you had if you had the same sort of narrative or style with its like absurdist approach or like you know same visuals same uh 
you know, perhaps even same concept, but it didn't have the underlying message or themes where it's trying to tackle something serious. Do you, how, how do you think you'd feel about that? I uh, yeah, maybe maybe I would have been a bit less, I guess, frustrated by it um, because I think maybe in a way it is a really ambitious film and what it tries to pull off. And for me, obviously, it didn't pull it off. And I think that's probably what annoyed me more about it. If it had just gone for something maybe a bit more just absurdist without the the sort of very serious underlying subjects, I wouldn't have minded as much. Mm -hmm. I can't really say, honestly, it's hard to visualize it in your head. And I still kind of have trouble, like, completely grasping my feelings about it. All I know, really, is that I didn't like it. And... I know that there are some good arguments for why people have liked it, but I'm just not completely connecting with them. Sure. Yeah, when you say it makes you uncomfortable, um, what, what do you mean by that? Because it made me uncomfortable too, but I kind of, yeah, me too. that's what I'm kind of looking for from a film like I mean, this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew that was going to come back. I knew, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I knew when I said that I was, yeah. Um, I know that some films are designed to make people feel uncomfortable, and there are some great films that do, do it. The one that I always think of when I think of a film that makes, made me feel really uncomfortable, but I really enjoyed it, was The Lighthouse. Um, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I know there is like an element of discomfort that can also feel good. But by this, by the end of this one, I, I think maybe frustration was more what I was feeling. I was just like, why okay. I get that. the fuck? Um, and I was just annoyed. Annoyed and frustrated is probably better. Um, I guess uncomfortable. I mean, I was uncomfortable, but it, there's like, I guess there's different like aspects of discomfort. And this one wasn't like sort of a, a sort of tension. It didn't have any tension to me. By the end, my mind was just like, you know, I was clocking out because I just couldn't, couldn't deal with mm. it in the way that it clearly wanted me to. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily, uh, feeling tension in the sense that I was like concerned. At the, you know, about the main character in those instances, like if in terms of the elements that are like a straightforward horror movie of like, oh, no, like, is is he going to get her or like, oh, he's like he disappeared in that one spot. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm not really affected by those. Um, what I just I found exactly more agree interesting. with you, though, Adam, yeah. when you said it's a straightforward horror film, I completely agree with you. Like, that's kind of why I like that's what yeah. I liked about it. It does yeah, feel there are like more straightforward like to me. They're definitely, well, like the kind of one location, which is like a, it's almost a horror trope at this point, like mm -hmm. Mother, Lighthouse, these movies, Exorcist, mostly, um, many other horror films, uh, House of the Devil. Yeah. yeah, like one house, kind of a woman being stalked or whatever. But the way the film plays with horror and uses it as a vehicle to tell mm -hmm. this like story about gender, like you're saying, almost like Get Out, how that's about like race, like. I, yeah. I think it was really effective and, and disturbing for me anyway. Um, I think it's an effective horror film. Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that like the, the statements are profound or anything. Um, and I would need to watch it a second time. But I think it's communicated effectively. To, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. Like, I like that. I like when films force you to at least think about and engage with its themes and subject matter. And I feel like absurdism mm -hmm. is a way that really helps me to do that. Um, so yeah. yeah no I'm with you no I think what you said about the themes though it, it has obvious themes but it's the it's the subtext I find to be more complex like as mm. you were alluding to Troy with the I, just the whole decision to have all the men have the same face and kind of how that abstracts and how they're able to explore kind of broader ideas with that idea be it the the bishop be it the 
the policeman and then yeah. all the all the other ideas that come through where like the other woman she interacts with the other women she interacts with in the film that they're allowed their own identity and and all the, yeah. all the like religious uh, symbolism the the uh, the fertility god side of it and the the green man and the yeah. the like apple falling far from the tree stuff and well, the hmm. Adam and the, Eve yeah. comparisons yeah yeah the Adam and Eve imagery there's just a lot to chew on yeah. I understand that I guess for me it's just like I just didn't find the statements of the film and and you obviously just mentioned it now Adam. Um, but I just personally didn't find the statements of the film compelling enough to engage with. And, um, I think that's probably what I was more interested in. If you're looking away from that and you're not necessarily as concerned about that, then probably, yeah, you're probably going to get a bit more out of this film. For me, it was just like, I, I guess my, my problem was, was, I mean, the character, I mean, Jesse Buckley does give a great performance and I can't deny that, but I just didn't, her character is basically, all we know about her character is that she was traumatized and for a film that 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 already isn't working with much to have a character completely based on that just did not i guess resonate with me especially in how it subsequently dealt with it i would say there's a lot more to her character yeah i would say cuz we in those flashbacks when we see when it reveals like how she was interacting with um you know her uh, deceased husband or I, I forget if it was husband or boyfriend i think it was husband because there was a divorce husband i think it was husband because yeah. there like, was a divorce uh, yeah. it's it's not just um you know she was traumatized and then you know it 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 allows us to see how she was interacting with him and i think that the um added information of how that argument took place and how you can see how she could place blame on herself um, yeah. and how she was really Absolutely. forced in a situation where like, you know, she, she eventually just had to say like, okay, well you're threatening suicide. Like I, what am I supposed to do? Like, I can't do it. Like you're going to have to kill yourself or something like that. And like, she, she was put in a situation where that was just unavoidable. Like I, I just, I, mm. I really, um, I really connect with that, and I really th am able to think about a lot in terms of like what might be going through her mind, not only in that situation, but over the course of the rest of the film because of that situation. I think that, yeah, the, in terms of like a character study intellectually, I, I don't think that she she's just defined by being a victim. But, and yeah, else. she also doesn't know if he intentionally yeah, killed true. himself or not. That's like part of it where she doesn't know if he slipped off the top. Or That's still like part of the trauma right Where she's at least telling herself a story and you know she's trying to believe one thing or yeah, at least yeah. the possibility of one thing right that's like yeah those those dreams are like her interpretation of it almost it's yeah it's still part of yeah. the trauma though all the all those interactions the clear manipulation the the physical abuse um it's all it's all it's all bundled into the trauma idea. And I, I agree that it does make the whole situation, um, in how she processes it more complex. But I also didn't feel like it, it cross-referenced enough to the, the then present situations well enough, um, for me to make a clear narrative that made, that, that was fully tangible to me. That's all good. Um, so we're going to need to, uh, just because this is a bit of a shorter episode, because we started recording late, uh, we're going to need to yeah. move on to the next film pretty soon. I just wanted to 
get out a few things that uh, I appreciated about the movie before we do that. I think that this is uh, Alex Garland's best looking film so far. There's a lot of great visuals oh, yeah, in, in his films, but color, the, especially. Yeah, the, the, mm. the color grading in this film. The visual effects are fantastic. Oh, yeah. I saw people shitting on like the face stuff or whatever, like on the, especially yeah. the kid, like that kind of looks kind of weird, but like the end of this film, the last 10 minutes, that's absolutely incredible visual effects work. The thing is with that kid looking weird, um, that the, the fact that this is like an intentionally absurdist film where you're not supposed to take everything literally, I just was like, okay, yeah, like it doesn't, Sure. It, I didn't consider that to be like a mistake <laughs> on the part of the film. I'd consider that to be like, oh, that's a weird visual, the uncanny valley sort of you know that it adds to the film in that sense because this is helps a it, yeah. heightened mm. non-reality mm. you know so that's that's how i viewed mm. it i've only seen the film once i took it as a straightforward horror film mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so i i totally understand what you're saying the fact mm-hmm. that it was just like dream-like. i love i love the visuals of the ending yeah because they're just so they're so well done yeah they're so yeah. the lighting and the it's just so well done the the ending of this film and it's, it is really disturbing and and original. There's a lot of computer generated imagery in this film that I can tell by looking at it that it is computer generated imagery and at the same time it doesn't take me out of the realism of the film. It's like a really great mm-hmm. combined CG and practical effects. A lot of the yeah. gore mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. really well done. Yeah, that transformation, uh, weird body horror thing is just fucking awesome. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was really great. Yeah, and even during mm. that scene, uh, like I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in a position where I was like, oh wow, I'm like super scared, and I wasn't like, oh wow, I'm taking this straightforward and seriously. I was just kind of like, this is awesome. Like you never see shit like this. You're right. showing me something unique. <laughs> I was like, of course this is gonna disturb. Like, I already knew that this was kind of like mixed reviews before going into it, but I was like, hell yeah, of course people are gonna get upset by this. Like I was just like, I, I, I think I might have started clapping. I don't know. <laughs> I felt like it for sure. Really? And it keeps going. It goes yeah. on for so long. Oh, it's yeah. like minutes. Oh, I love like it. The, oh, it's keeps so it, over oh, the top. So the good. character gets bored of it. She like she just goes and sits <laughs> down after like the third or fourth birth it's oh, yeah. awesome yeah i right, love yeah. how gratuitous and over the top it is for a movie that feels so reserved for much of it too it's um, a great payoff yeah like how suspiria pays off like yeah. with the, the really bloody like finale or whatever like that's a great way to end a horror movie i love the performances every single performance is fantastic we already talked about that rory kinnear fantastic job playing many different characters huge range yeah awesome and then the music is super dope as well. Um, mm-hmm. I can remember yeah. uh, both licensed and uh, the music in the film. I can remember those tracks right now after only having seen it once. Uh, I remember exactly how they are. It's memorable. Yeah, after that tunnel scene. It's effective in uh, not only on its own, but how it's used in the film, how it's incorporated in the film. Uh, yeah, really connected with it. Um, Anything else anyone wants to add? I know I just kind of like machine gunned out a bunch of points just for time. <laughs> no, uh, that's all. It's all good. It's I all agree good. with a lot of what you're saying. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think production-wise, it's 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 well made, and and although I personally didn't enjoy the ending, I wasn't quite as enthusiastic as yourself. Um, I can I can appreciate, you know, that there are a lot of nice elements like visually that have gone into the film, and I can appreciate that at its least, um, and. Halfway through the film, um, my friend who was watching it uh, with a large group of people, he turned to me and goes, they're all the same person. (laughs) And um, so I don't think he watched the trailer either, fortunately Mm. for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I kind of had a similar react like when I saw it with my friend. I didn't know so, until so. after the movie. I knew because <laughs> really? I wasn't as familiar mm, with really? the actor, and I knew like obviously mm. like the kid was like a CG face thing, and I was like, oh, e- weird, interesting. I just yeah. didn't know it was all literally the same person. But that's really well done. Then, if you didn't even notice it, that's really well done. I'm just so yeah. glad they didn't feel the need to like try and explain it, give it some like law reasoning, you know, like yeah. delve into that kind of horror movie where it's like yeah. just had a lot of ranges and acting. Yeah, just over explaining everything. It trusts its audience to interpret, you know. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and, and seeing so many people boil it down to just like men bad just doesn't seem yeah. Doesn't seem yeah, fair to me. I don't yeah, think that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it depends on what you want out of the movie. I, like that's that's a mm. part of the movie, mm. and if that's the part that matters, and the other parts don't matter, then I could see you know that being, you know, superseding your your perspective. But um, yeah, every part considered for me, I fucking I loved it. I uh, connected with it, and uh, I'm sad that this will probably not get a 4K Blu-ray release. It, it didn't seem like too successful. I don't know. So. I hope it does. I think it yeah, will. I hope it, does. Um, it has a cult. It's file. on like digital right now. I don't even know if it's getting a physical release. I'm glad you guys liked it because you know it's such a weird movie. I don't know. I didn't know if you guys would like it or not, or if you'd like react to it, or like in, in the same way I yeah. did. But I clearly liked it, and I think it's like a really good horror film just on its own. Um, I feel like there is an audience that would kind of like this. Although, yeah, yeah, there's definitely people who won't. I don't want to condescend mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I i completely understand yeah it. you don't get like traditional plot payoffs or anything yeah yeah like the black phone that's like that's a great horror movie too um this is just something like it, it almost uses horror like i said as a vehicle to like explore these other things and um yeah i, I could understand why someone wouldn't like this but this is really something kind of more up my alley and like a, a director, I really like Alex Garland. At this point, anything I, he makes, I would watch. At this point, like I, I would Mom, like anything. Don't he watch makes, the trailer like, next time, then. <laughs> I won't. Um, but yeah, this is really he, he's he's basically like at this point. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch anything he makes. He's like one of those directors for me. He just makes great stuff. Yeah, I find all his projects interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving this one probably an eight out of ten. I said maybe seven or eight in my video, but like I just yeah, I I think about it fondly it's still memorable to me um it hasn't aged in my brain i'd like to see it again so probably an eight yeah i'll i'll update my imdb cool what would you give it alex yeah i I actually watched it again today um to refresh my memory and yeah i think i think it's an it's an eight out of ten for me a full star it's an eight out of ten for me as well (gasps) it's a it's a it's a three out of ten for me (laughs) (laughs) good for you man Uh Stay on your uh, ground. Right. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> Good for you. Sounds like you have the wrong opinion. No. <laughs> no. I can't yeah, this is it. this is not a movie up everyone's alley. It has a weird birth yeah. scene. No, like, it's no. not. <laughs> yeah, more than one but, birth. But yeah, it's. I liked it. Oh yeah, it. I, I love challenging films, and this is the most challenging one that Alex Garland has made. I love bloody films and disturbing yeah. films, and this is like. And challenging films, too. But it's just everything. And science fiction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some good stuff. All right. So, there was a film recommendation from Tro. Uh, Yes. Would you like to introduce the film? This is a spoiler discussion. Tell us what it is, maybe Mm -hmm. what it's about, and why you recommended it, and uh, what you think about it. And we'll we'll all share what we think. 
Yeah, um, it's a film from, uh, released, I think, in December 1994. Kind of a bit of a Christmassy film, but not really mentioned too much in the film itself. It's called uh, Nobody's Fool. It's a late period Paul Newman film. Um, and it's basically about a, a small town, um, guy trying to get his life together. Well, at the start, he's not really trying to be honest, but gradually he reconnects with people in his life and uh you see the character growth and things start to turn around for him and it's hard to really say too much else um obviously it is a spoiler discussion but there's no big spoiler really in the film um mm. it's 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 just a film about a, a, a you know small town guy who uh who, who sorts his shit out and um that's uh that's basically it. I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> it's um it's definitely b- built on dialogue and um obviously mm-hmm. features um uh, P- uh Bruce Willis as well. Mm-hmm. Uh Jessica Tandy, uh Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um and they all kind of uh, play very distinct characters and uh kind of play off themselves throughout the movie. And um I guess what I personally really enjoy about about the film is that it's it takes it it really knows what it's doing and it does mm-hmm. it very well in my opinion. I love the interactions, the the dialogue. There are some really good one-liners um mm-hmm. from it oh, and sure. I just enjoy I just really enjoy the um interactions um and the sort of feeling the sort of uh I guess the hard to think of the word exactly but the atmosphere of the film you don't really see it in many films it's it's a very small town um but it's not just a small town there's no big like adversary adversaries you know one moment this guy our our lead paul newman um is is suing um bruce willis obviously that would be really cool if that happened but obviously it's in the film they're characters and the next moment he's going to take a job for him and he's calling him an asshole and all that and and being pissed off but he still goes and does it and they're at a poker table um the same evening playing cards and it's just a film that that does those interactions so effortlessly and captures something uh so unique in a way and it's not like a lot of films that i've seen where there has to be that sort of hostility even when there is like conflict it's not played with necessarily hostility it's played Mm -hmm. off very cleverly and in a very unique way underplayed yeah because it's like a small town like they all kind of know each other and that's that's kind of the impression i got um yeah you're you're right about like just the writing like what you said about the writing is absolutely right like it feels it strikes me as a very well-written film that the screenplay Mm. is the best thing about it like the dialogue Mm. is very strong it is funny like you Mm -hmm. said and um i just feel bruce willis in this film um you know i made a video on him like a few years ago and it got very popular like i I didn't want it to be popular or whatever (laughs) but like i I shit on him because of his more recent films and like i just wanted to say like I deeply respect him as an actor. I love him in so many films. And, and this is a film that went under my radar. And I'm glad mm-hmm. I saw it because he's great in this film. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He took a pay cut, apparently, to show up in it. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he loves like doing films like this. Like He does Wes yeah. Anderson movies, too. Like He, he, is, that, he is an actor who respects like indie film. And you know, there's just so many good like dialogue delivery in this movie. Like There's a scene where he's like looking at the snowblower. And he says, like, I had one just like that. 
I did. <laughs> like, like it's like oh, I love that. perfect. Like because he actually, yeah, it's actually his, right? Like it's it's so yeah. good. Yeah, and he's he's great in the film. Yeah, you're totally right. And it's, it's a very funny movie. It came out the same year as Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another indie classic. Yeah. Bruce, um, apparently Bruce Willis actually like took a pay cut to appear in the film, yeah. mm-hmm. and and I think that I mean. I know it's rather trivial knowledge, but I thought that's just a really cool thing to throw out there. That though he did, a, you know, done he's done a lot of shit in his time. You know, gen generally a real like appreciator yeah. of, of indie movies and will do what he can. That wasn't common at the time. No, not that at wasn't all. very common. No, not at all. Especially for an actor of his caliber, he's an A-lister. Like he's in Die yeah. Hard, and, and yeah, he he respects those kinds of movies because he yeah. knows. Yeah, that's why I do like him as an actor, and yeah. Um... I love how Bruce Willis is introduced in this film because I pay attention to like character like introductions just for my own films, you know? And yeah. and he has like a very low key introduction. Like he just shows up in a medium shot. And I like that. It's just like here he's a character in the movie. Like here he is. <laughs> and he's he's not Bruce Willis, he's just he's this character. And and that's like very effective in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. yeah. I, I like so much about this movie. See, for me it was mostly um Paul Newman is what carried it for me. It's that charm, no, that kind great. of past their, past their prime character. He's like an absent father. Just kind of like, a you know, reconnecting with the son angle is like, it could be like kind of a, you know, you've seen that a million times, cliche kind of beat, but what you said about it being like underplayed and it's like really gentle the way everything's mm-hmm. displayed and like the, in the best way possible, it, it gives it kind of unique feeling. So when you do get the like conflict moments, like the, <laughs> The scene towards the end with the uh, the Philip Seymour Hoffman police officer. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it adds a certain yeah. level of kind of realism and He's always great. Charm. Yeah. Seymour he is Hoffman, great he's in this, great. yeah. He's great in this movie, yeah. There is a lot of authenticity in this film, um, whether it comes to, as you mentioned, like the performances, Paul Newman. Like, There's like uh, moments like when he's... Like taking a sip out of his coffee cup, and he just kind of like look gives a glance with his eyes, and it's like such an intentional yeah. thing to include in the film and to cut to. Um, but it's so subtle of a of a performance, but it's it feels so real at the same time. You can definitely feel like the the energy of the characters, uh, but also the mm-hmm. environment. This is a it's it's great to see a, a an American film that is using real snow. Also, you know, it's real <laughs> cold weather. You can see their breath, etc. Um, yeah, like it, it, you can feel the atmosphere of the town, uh, and there's something about it that just felt very nostalgic for me, despite never having seen it. Mm. Um, because, you know, I moved from, uh, a city where there was lots of snow. Uh, I used to smoke cigarettes back at that point in time too. So just like, yeah, seeing characters smoke in the snow and (laughs) the (laughs) atmosphere, just like, oh, it kind of like brought back like interesting memories and just yeah it was a it was an interesting yeah. kind of like comfy movie uh mm. when it comes to like yeah. the the tone and the feel of it yeah such a sleepy town yeah yeah and and i think um one of they're they're like a as you say mostly a pretty easy film um there are a couple scenes that i think um stand out quite well as well there's the one scene where he goes to his uh, ex-wife's um um <sighs> Uh, Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving, I think, mm-hmm. about, at that time. He went to ex- yeah. XY Thanksgiving, and 
obviously there's this moment of just chaos and it's captured so well and you immediately like really feel the chaos like setting in it's really like quite suffocating in that moment and i think in a way you know when it does need to kind of step up and do things a bit a bit more bold i think it does do it as well it's just not too common in the film most of the time yeah. it's, it's, mm. it's it's to going from one well, like his one, um his speech in the in the car about 50 minutes in um, about his abusive yeah. father that, that that like really ramped up a little bit for me in terms of that kind of yeah. stuff because it because it is kind of yeah it's sleepy kind of slow it's kind of plodding along but it kind of reveals that it does have like a backbone of like yeah there's some serious drama going on here and it's like it deals with it really in a satisfying yeah. way that it doesn't kind of ruin what it's been building up to that point yeah yeah uh, it's 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 a not it shows it gives like i guess the character a bit more a bit more depth and um Oh yeah, yeah, and and I think I think it's just I think it's well well represented. I think I think they capture that sort. I mean, Paul Newman, as you say, brilliant performance, um, captures that sort of conflict well. That internal conflict that he's still like dealing with that stuff, but he wants to kind of be there. Um, and actually, I the reason I chose this film was because. I assume you guys have watched a lot of films in your time, and I was like, I don't want to go for something obvious. Mm-hmm. And so I went, I went through the Oscars lists, and I was going through the Oscars lists, and I got to like Best Actor, um, and I was looking at the nominations, and um, Paul Newman was Oscar nominated for this film, and I'm like, oh. I've never heard this film before, and so I was like, let's put that on, and I watched it, and I enjoyed it. I thought, well, this could be something we talk about, and um, interestingly, um, I actually had to VPN to the US to even uh, uh, get a digital copy of it. It was very yeah, it's really to, annoying um, to find. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just watched it on HBO Max. Oh yeah. really? You're lucky. Paul Newman's yeah. a you know incredible actor. He's been in a lot of great movies. Color of Money, Martin Scorsese. He's in Cars, which is funny. Um, <laughs> yes, as Doc Hudson, um, Butch Cassidy, and the Sundance Kid, yeah. which I haven't seen. And you know, Road to Perdition, Sam Mendes. You know. I want to see. I I, I want to see Cool Hand Luke. I've heard that's good. Mm-hmm, cool Hand Luke. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of good. The Sting. Yeah. I want to see more Paul Newman films, and this was. He's great. Yeah. I think this is the yeah. I think this is the first actual Paul Newman film that I saw with him as the lead. So it's been a good introduction in a way because I'm. I really one of the things I absolutely adored was his voice. Such a good voice. Yeah. And um, and I just wanted him to talk more and more, so I could hear more of his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he really carried it for me. Even in um, Color of Money, I don't really love that film that much. Even though Scorsese, he's he's like one of the best parts of it. He's definitely like mm. a very he has a presence. He's one of those guys. Yeah, one of those gravitas actors, <laughs> like a Tom yeah. Cruise. Uh huh. Where he ha- he carries like a scene. Yeah. What I what I like most about this film is the dialogue and just the way that characters kind of interact with each other. There's something kind mm-hmm. of uh, like quippy about responses. Uh, Very all natural. of the best lines in the film are essentially done in kind of like a call and response type way. If that, if that's the correct term to use, but essentially somebody says something and then Paul Newman just has like a, you know, kind of <laughs> an entertaining answer to it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I, I, not yeah. just Paul Newman, uh, but other characters would say that. So I wrote down a few that stuck out stuck out to me. One was the uh, uh, "You ever met anybody that stubborn?" Yeah, I have. And then just like the aggressive glance <laughs> and just yeah, yeah. It, it's weird. <laughs> the parrot one was good. Yeah, 
the the dog one. The I'm a member one. of Greenpeace, and I just helped poison a dog. Well, for one thing, it wasn't poison, and for the other, you didn't help much. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. It's like there's yeah. there's a good sense of uh, how to uh, respond to dialogue in this film. Um, it's really yeah. really well written dialogue. And, That's actually funny. Um, yeah, it is actually funny. It's not like cringe or yeah. It got some know. genuine yeah. laughs out of me. A it couple did, it times, did for which me too. Never happens. It is a funny movie. Not yeah. even just Paul Newman. Like there's a lot of funny scenes. The, yeah. the scene where the kid gets his, <laughs> his his dick crushed by the toilet lid. That was so funny. <laughs> and the, like uh, whatever the woman's uh, line there, the mom. Oh, that was so. Funny. Oh yeah, she was. She was like my China. Like, oh. ruined my china or something yeah. some shit like that it's yeah, so funny it some, that whole scene the, <laughs> yeah. there was that that was that good line about the dog like he's a lot like you and then Paul Newman goes oh yeah he's really well hung or something like that yeah it's just like <laughs> yeah, funny yeah. dialogue it's not even like the situations yeah. like the dialogue responses to it are like very funny like very um natural and yeah. and yeah just smart it's a very clever movie like that's what I mean like the the writing I, mm-hmm. I really like the writing of it and yeah um, yeah, I just like you point out like the the natural snow and all that. Yeah, like that's that's a good thing about the movie too. It does feel like you're actually watching like real people, mm-hmm. and and that's like a that's a huge like feat I think for a film. Oh yeah, um, to feel very natural. Yeah, and and this film yeah. does. It's it's weird to me because I don't really connect with or find too memorable like the actual uh, like the specific narrative of the film. Like it could be replaced mm-hmm. with it's something else. It's more like else. scenes and dialogue. Yeah, same it's thing. Not even but yeah, like the mm-hmm. the the atmosphere or the character of the town, even you know, it's yeah. like it's yeah. an interesting character movie and something that a lot of you know all, all of the best movies, in my opinion, do is they create uh, memorable and unique characters, and that's something that mm. this film does. Every time someone's on screen, it's like, oh, I'm. I'm kind of interested in watching this person. Um, yeah. 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 Exactly. How do we feel about Howard Shaw's uh, score? I fucking hated it. I, I it was admit, great. Yeah. No, no. At, fir- <laughs> at first, as it begins, as it opens the movie, no, it's, it's kind of establishing a certain kind of tone. I was like, oh, I'm not really sure if, uh, if this is what I'm looking for. It seemed kind of uh, dated or that, that it was establishing something a bit more kind of corny almost like the anti of what it actually mm-hmm. manages to achieve with the the dialogue and the writing so but it does tone down after the kind of introduction and yeah yeah i guess it's over the top i liked it though i thought it was a good score i, I don't have much i i liked i definitely liked uh, towards the end mm-hmm. there's there's parts of it i thought were were good it sounds like hobbiton yeah yeah <laughs> it's hard to not think of like lord of the rings <laughs> yeah definitely oh um, yeah there's some lord of the rings shit going on in there but like less less purposeful and memorable. I I am never gonna shit on Howard Shore. I I love Howard Shore. Okay, then let me do. <laughs> I was listening to the Lord of the Rings over the weekend, just like the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's like my bias of Howard Shore. But yeah, I thought the score was. Oh, good. I lo- I love the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. I I don't think that the score was necessarily bad separated from the film it's not as bad as the score for geely right which was um oh god who was that <laughs> oh fuck another famous well, composer oh, but he that i i i said the same thing about geely uh, uh wait let me see if i can uh-huh. remember the name uh, yeah please do uh john powell got it 
Yeah. You oh, pounce, yeah. you're like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a shame because he's, he's talented, John Pound. Yeah, it is like a what the fuck moment. I did not have a what the fuck moment with this movie. It was a good but score. I, I have I have kind of the same, like, they're very different so- scores. Um, but in yeah, both sure. of those, I, I think I even mentioned with Geely, like, separated from the film, it's not like a bad score. It's just the way that the film mm. used it yeah, and how weird sure. it was in the context of the Yeah, scene. yeah, exactly. The score of the film is overused, in, in my opinion, in this movie, but it's not a bad score. It's overused. It's, it's, it's overpresent. It's very mm-hmm, kind definitely. of... Uh, like ag- aggressive it's overwhelming uh, by the yeah, end of the film that's why i said i like the, very I like the screenplay i love the screenplay of this movie it's more like how it was directed and yeah like the use of music and the editing it was like it wasn't it wasn't terrible but it that felt more conventional to me mm. um more like they're trying to make the film work and less like it was actually um it, it was overused in my opinion it, it was trying to elevate certain scenes i, I feel just like the tone seemed a bit off the tone did seem yeah. a bit off. It was uh-huh. very mm-hmm. kind of whimsical mm-hmm. and like nostalgic. And I don't think that that necessarily is a bad thing to include yeah. in a film, even a film like this. I just wish it were more subtle. You could have had this. Yeah. You could have, you have had mm. music span over the exact same scenes for the same length of time in this film. And if it was just a little less aggressive and distracting then I think it would have worked a bit better. It's not a bad score independently of the film, yeah. but it's just, it's mm. w- it's very uh, distracting. It's like, it's it's really aggressive. <laughs> this is like a big point for me too. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I think, it, I think it's a big, pro- uh, not a problem. It's a big thing in like 80s and 90s movies and dramas. It's like this overused score. And I think yeah. I kind of notice it in like yeah. other movies from that kind of era. It started to get and very I don't want to hold too. it against, yeah, I don't want to hold it against this film. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just more like the the studio kind of mindset of like, we need music here. That's how I feel. Like the producers, like we need music here, and it and it takes away. You know, I I don't know who fucking knows, but I, like, I couldn't say why. Yeah, it could have been the director's vision. I would have to see more films from him. You know, maybe it who could, knows? Who knows? It could could yeah. be anybody's fault. It's just kind of a more dated element of it for me. Mm. I think he did Kramer versus Kramer. That's his other. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, very, that's I the guess big pop- one. popular one. Um, I the I'm I'm learning a lot here because I really didn't actually notice the score that much, um, and I realised that I don't actually pay as much attention to the score mm-hmm. as a lot of people. And I thought I would yeah. pay more attention to it, honestly. Um, but the last film that actually like left me with any strong feelings about the score specifically was like Minari, I think, and I really liked the score on that one, but. Um, but I, I haven't, like, I guess I don't factor it in that much, which is why I guess I found this film a lot more, uh, easy to enjoy. Um, mm. I think if I'd focused on the score, I think probably a lot of what you're saying is quite valid thinking back on it. Um, but I don't tend to be, I guess, as affected by the score, um, as, as other people. Yeah. See, mm. for me, very early on, I noticed the score and like, not just the opening credits. I mean, like, there were some scenes later. I'm like, there doesn't need to be music here, really. I, I was comfortable mm-hmm. f- with it for like the first half of the movie, and then over time, it was just it was just way too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just that was the it's only fair. part that felt dated yeah. to me because it is yeah. a good drama and it's very well written. Yeah, that's, I mm-hmm. agree with that. Mm-hmm. We should rescore it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Trent Reznor, we'll re- get on it. Hell yeah! It'd <laughs> 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 be like crazy guitar music. Yeah. Uh, Jared yeah. Leto, Thirty Seconds to Mars. 
Um, more on Philip Seymour Hoffman. I just want to talk more about him. I love how yeah. all of his performances are just so distinct. Like in this movie, mm. you don't even really recognize him when he first shows up. And it's like, I just love how distinct all of his performances are. He clearly puts thought, or he clearly put thought, obviously, because yeah. he's dead now. Uh, he put thought into like making every character he played like unique. And mm-hmm. like they have yeah. a different voice even. Like the way he talks in this movie is different than like the master or any other film you've seen him in. Boogie yeah, Nights. the way he moves, even the way he like bumbles yeah. over the hood of his car and stuff. It's, it's, he's one uh, of the greatest like character actors. Yeah. Like any movie with him in yeah. it, I will automatically like way more because yeah. he's just mm-hmm. he's such a great actor. Mm-hmm. I love his yeah. little rant, like, and he's just like kicked out immediately. He goes, "What is this country coming to?" And he just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And he's just like a jerk cop, like, but you know, a great character. But yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, such a such a good performance. I miss him. I miss him too. I know. <laughs> Likewise. Yeah. Yeah. All all of the elements of this film work pretty well for me. Um, could have had a better or more compelling narrative, and the music could have been better too. Uh, but yeah, nothing. It, it's a very for me. It was like largely inoffensive and comfy. Um, yeah, just the music would be the one thing that I could see uh, turning off <laughs> some people. You know, I'm not turned off of the mm-hmm. movie. I, I was able to mm-hmm. get through it for I, sure. I like but. the score, but it is overused. Definitely, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Um, do you want to get into ratings? Just to let's do it. I don't. I don't want to rush it along. Um, I would give it an eight. I really like the film. I thought it was good. I'll probably watch it again. I like a good yeah. drama, a character drama like this with like really good performances. Bruce Willis, like I said, you know, Bruce Willis and, and um, Paul Newman were enough. And then you know, obviously you have a Philip Seymour Hoffman and, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's everybody a, was great it, on it, screen. It, I like this movie. They were yeah, fun to watch. It's definitely a good film. Thank you for recommending it because it went under my radar and I, I'm glad I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was a lot of my friends have this on my watch list, and now I'm like, I can't be like, fuck you, I saw it, and you didn't. <laughs> loser. <laughs> oh, loser. Uninstall. Yeah, right? <laughs> so thanks. Yeah, it, it was good. Eight out of ten. I liked it. Thank you. Yeah. I'm slightly under. I'd give it a, about a seven, three and a half stars, seven out of ten. All the, all the same things. I just I was carried along by that lead performance. I liked the subtle like character work and drama there. Scared of like the, the music at the beginning. Um <laughs> setting the tone a bit strange for me but I'm, I'm glad it, for me it kind of cooled off after a while once it revealed like what it was actually doing and what it was good at um yeah just a, a unique sleepy little film mm-hmm. i give this a seven out of ten um might be higher if the music wasn't so overwhelming and you know just uh, if you tweaked a little a couple little things about it because there's a bunch of elements I really love. You know, there's elements in this film that are as great as a lot of great movies that I give higher ratings than that. There's just a couple couple things that I, I would have liked to have adjust. I could watch it again in the future. We'll see. I'm not going to watch it again right away. Just, uh, yeah, 7 out of 10 for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd probably uh, give it a 9 or an 8. I'm... I'm- bit undecided first time i watched it i gave it a nine but i watched it second time i'm not not quite so sure um but i still really really like the film um i just have a very soft spot for these sorts of um 
dramas and the sort of uh, small town vibe they have, it does make you feel very nostalgic, even if uh, you've never you've <laughs> never been in that like position before. And mm-hmm. I definitely got that. And I could like I was just thinking to myself, you know, I could live there. I could, I, I quite like that sort of place. Everyone kind of knows each other and, and it's just, it's just really pleasing to watch. And, um, and I think that the narrative, you know, I think it could be stronger, hypothetically speaking, but also you don't want to make it too strong because I think also you don't want it to overshadow some of the, like, I guess the smaller elements mm-hmm. that actually happen in the scenes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think, That's I think true. it's an important balance. And I, 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 I really didn't mind the fact that they didn't lean too much into the narrative, but I still got like the message and the, the gro- character growth out of it. Um, that connected with me. Awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Good pick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the <laughs> recommendation. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm glad you guys enjoy. Uh, Papa bless. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> whatever. Questions? All right, it's time for questions. Okay, let's do some questions from the uh, Donacast community. If you want to leave your own questions, head over to the subreddit where there's a suggestion thread. You can ask us whatever you feel like, just like Butter467 did. Question for the right opinion, but of course the other sods can answer as well. Are there any YouTubers or people online you want to make a video on but just haven't found a way to do it properly? That is a really interesting question, and I don't want to spill too many secrets. Um, I don't know. I think the one what that about I one get like you abandoned or something. Derek Savage. Yeah, I mean, I, the one <laughs> Derek <laughs> Savage. I, I have considered that whole situation because I do find it fascinating. Mm-hmm. But um, the one that I get a lot of requests for that I'm like, I don't know even how to begin looking at that one is uh, Trisha Paytas. Um, <laughs> they are just posting like content like they'll post every like yeah minute it seems overwhelming and it's so hard to collate everything i've done videos where they've involved themselves and i just get lost and i'm doing a video where they are actually involved and and it's Trisha Paytas's presence has jacked up the runtime massively, and I just—it's—it's <laughs> it, an interesting subject, like the life of Trisha Paytas. But I just don't even know where to where to start with with. Mm-hmm. There's such mm. a just mass of content there. Oh yeah. my god, <laughs> I can't even imagine sifting through it. Hmm. It was it was really really tiring for the last one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really have an answer. Oh, okay. Well, um, not really a YouTuber. I just feel um, I have to make a video on Demo Reel at some point, which mm-hmm. is like the Channel Awesome. Like, I made this video on Channel Awesome oh, years yeah, ago, yeah, and yeah. like the most Super the most watched shuffle? part. <laughs> the most watched part mm. is the end of the video with the Super Villain Shuffle, right? And the, and the focus on Demo Reel, which the only reason I haven't covered it is because honestly, I'm being really serious. Like the Demo Reel, it's so hard to sit through. 
It's like absolutely <laughs> excruciating and like humiliating. You watched to boldly flee. <laughs> yeah, you made it through to boldly flee. It's man. worse than that. <laughs> it's like it's even more humiliating than like I can't stand like the absolute I like even on Pop Quiz Hot Shot. Like I love shuffle. Scorch. Like I love like a like a live talk show. But seeing someone like try to write like a narrative and it's just like that. It's just like so humiliating to like for me to even watch it. I just feel like, but maybe I'll get to it eventually. That's just how I feel. It's just so um, it's it's very difficult, yeah, to to watch demo reel. Um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what kept me off of it at this point. It's it's just hard to sit through. Um, all right, yeah. I guess that's it. I guess that's my answer. Yeah, I feel like there's more to mine from uh. These like Shane Dawson uh, quote unquote documentaries, um, mm. but again, oh, it involves having wow. to actually like watch them. You know? I've never seen the, those. The, yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> yeah, worth, uh, <laughs> definitely worth checking out. Um, you know, I used to watch him when I was like a kid. Shane Dawson, yeah, like really young. I was like probably kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely. Um, I I I did take a look at. Uh, Shane Dawson stuff a while back. I can't really remember much about it, but I definitely under underbaked my my thoughts on it back then. So maybe it is worth a a second look. I'm sure there's more to be said about it at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, I did that pop quiz hot shot video or like on to boldly flee. Those movies are like ten years old or whatever. People didn't care. They still watched them. Like, I don't think it cares. Like I don't think people care that like the Shane Dawson documentaries are like five years old or whatever. You know. I think they'll yeah. still watch it as long as there's like good content there or good jokes. You know, like I tried yeah. to write like funny jokes for like my the the to boldly flee video, which I, I feel I did. Um I'm pretty happy with that one. <laughs> uh, okay. Another question? Right. Yeah, let's do it. On kind of similar lines, I guess. GGG375 asks this. What is everyone's thoughts on the right-wing YouTubers and their obsessions with movies being woke? The entire internet was aflame over Lightyear, kind of like what we talked about last episode, and the so-called woke kiss. But I watched the clip and the kiss lasted for maybe half a second. Do you think people who complain about wokeness are all clowns or is there any validity in that line of thinking? Wokeness isn't inherently bad, but it can be annoying, and I especially feel it can be annoying in movies that are not really selling themselves as that. Okay. Or, or uh, I don't know. Like, like uh, a woke movie it? for me is like everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of woke. When, <laughs> when, but woke I like mean? that about that film. I'm kind it's of selling confused. Woke like means that. anything that conservatives yeah. disagree with. But the issue, whenever... <laughs> woke, is, woke is like, I don't know. Whenever... I don't know how to describe woke. <laughs> let, let, let me hear how you describe it. I... Whenever wokeness is an issue in a movie, it's not because of wokeness. It's because they're trying to uh, inject things into the movie that take away from the experience of the narrative and the characters, right? So regardless of which way a writer is leaning, it can be annoying when uh, their political uh, beliefs are injected into a film in a way that takes away from the film. If it's something like a black person being in a movie, I don't think that really takes away from a film. If it's something like a trans character existing in a movie, I don't think that that takes away from a film. So yeah, there are arguments you can make where it's like, oh yeah, the woke elements of a film took away from it because it took away from the actual narrative. But I think that the, what a lot of 
very hysterical people on Twitter complain about doesn't necessarily fit that mold, especially mm. as we've seen with the light Buzz Lightyear kiss, and now apparently just a trans character existing in a new Disney show is, you know, yeah. something to f- flip out over. So, yeah, it's kind of weird, I thought. Yeah. To, yeah. I think I think the thing is, um, I think sometimes, I guess my only problem with it in this sense um, is that sometimes it feels quite performative, and sometimes I feel they inject these yes. things like yes. there's like a side thing is like yes, hey, look, we love gay people, but then what they'll do is they'll 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 make it so fleeting, so because they're afraid to actually put like a character in that position in a more prominent yes. role so mm-hmm. sometimes it more feels like a, a bit of an annoying wink um rather natural acknowledgement that this this is people existing and i think one of the concerns in the past and probably has happened is that basically they put these people in these scenes for such a short amount of time so they don't piss governments in conservative countries off and, yeah, that's annoying. And, that, and, I, and I talk about it when it happens. Yeah. That's a that's a valid thing to criticize Disney over, and it's a valid thing to criticize criticize the Russian and Chinese governments over. Um, but uh, it's a lot of the arguments now at this point. It seems to have evolved. Seem to have evolved into just being upset that a black or trans person is in the movie. Like that's unfortunately mm. what it has devolved yeah. into is the conversation seems to be no longer about like, hey, this is kind of performative. Like that's a valid criticism, but people are actually being like, we need to uh, censor this part in the movie so that children aren't corrupted by the woke agenda by Disney being like literally the option existing. Uh, we can't let a single child know mm. that a woman and another woman can ever kiss because yeah. otherwise every kid will be gay or something like that's what the conversation is now that's fucked up <laughs> that was not woke. Yeah. i'm sorry that was like really yeah. that was yeah. so minor in my opinion yeah it's yeah. like not even worth mentioning I've, it's sad that people even talked about like, it. it it has gone so much further than than the conversation yeah. was like a few yeah. years ago and uh, it isn't and that and that that annoys me as well because it's like these are real experiences that will happen in 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 our lives, and why is it not fair to represent those on the screen? Exactly. We yeah. will, you will there see be... people in gay relationships. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. let's stop the mm-hmm. performative shit. Stop including Christian characters in your movies. I don't want to see your shit. You know, you're trying to do- indoctrinate the kids <laughs> into thinking that they can be Christians. Like, come on, it's the same argument. Mm-hmm. Stop fucking, stop being such a snowflake. Stop being so sensitive over people. It's fucking art. Or, or like you said, when there's a there's a straight, when there's a straight relationship in a movie or a straight sex scene in a movie, it's like, yeah. oh, what are you grooming kids to be gay? It's like, obviously not. It's just a sex scene or a straight scene. It's just expressive of straight people, just like how gay people can express themselves for someone to for a character to exist in a film that is an identity and their identity is shown in the film and that's all there is to it whether it be black trans gay whatever it's the same it's literally as political as if someone just had a christian character in their film it's as political as that but these people don't complain about that shit Mm -hmm. you know as political as a straight person in the film like fuck off yeah so cherry-picked it's so cherry picked, so annoying. It, people feel threatened too that their lives are going to be affected by like, yeah, they're going to be affected by like a trans person or gay person making a film. But like, really, like, 
like it's, it, I'm sorry, it's not that common. Like like mm. the Wachowskis, like a trans sister, or they, they used to be brothers and they became sisters, like directing a film. That is not common. Mm-hmm. This is not a common thing, and people feel threatened by it. But it isn't. Mm. They shouldn't be threatened by it because it's not mm-hmm. a common thing. They're, 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 maybe their kid will be trans or gay, but maybe not. Like they shouldn't be threatened by that. It's just people who are different from you expressing themselves and, and getting a spotlight. It, it, yeah, I don't know yeah. why they're so scared of yeah, it. Yeah, like a small portion of a f- a fraction of a moment in a film, in uh, which is right. the film itself is a fraction of the overall filmography that exists on the planet, right? Just like the the mm. yeah. a billionth of a percentage, you know, of something like that existing is enough to flip out over. Apparently, so like yeah. Jesus Christ, grow the fuck up. Stop being a baby and just be comfortable or learn to be comfortable that other people exist in the world. You don't have to like them. You don't have to agree with them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be trans just because you saw a trans character in a movie. You don't have to <laughs> you don't have to get the surgery. Don't worry. It's not going to be mandated. You know, so there are many movies without like trans characters and, and gay characters that they can watch. The overwhelming like majority the of films years do of, not yeah, have exactly. trans. Gay I was going to say the first 100 years yeah. of cinema, basically, <laughs> with a with a few notable exceptions. Even the, the overwhelming majority of films today don't yeah, have today, trans. Even today, like, mm-hmm. yeah, because again, most people are not trans or gay. They're, they're like a lot of them, you know, in, at least in my culture, <laughs> it's not you know, it's not common. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a very silly thing to be scared of. But yeah, it's it just kind of goes back to like yeah. it's what we were saying earlier with like the when we're talking about men, like there's just certain topics, man. Like the wokeness one, gender stuff, and it just makes talking about it just such a nightmare. Like, yeah, the the, the scene in Endgame where they they like pretend that there's like the the women Avengers, you know, and they're like as if yeah that we've been building this up the whole time, and they're they're characters that are just as developed as everyone else and it just feels like really corporate and lame Mm. but then Mm -hmm. when you like talk about that it just becomes like another conversation like you're saying about like yeah there's it's like a black person in this now this is this is (laughs) forced wokeness everywhere and there are good faith conversations to be have to, to be had about uh this subject but unfortunately having those conversations there are a lot of bad faith bad faith people that jump into those conversations and sort of derail it into their own just political agenda which they claim to be against politi- political agendas you know but they have their own right <laughs> so like it, it, the, yeah. the newest one is like there's a leaked clip from a Disney Plus show that's a new Big Hero 6 basically and there's yeah. a very like the the clip is like 17 seconds long or something big hero six is in a store uh they're supposed to grab like tampons for another character or something and they're Mm -hmm. in the aisle and then all of these a bunch of women essentially uh come up and help the character like oh here's here's the brand i like here's the brand i like one of those characters is a trans male so female to male trans character you can tell that because their shirt has the trans flag on it and they just say, I like mm. the ones with wings. And the tweet that everyone's sharing says, 
Disney is trying to indoctrinate the children, but you know what? I'm going to get the actual. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if I can search. <laughs> right, for it. but it's anyway, the same the, the, the <laughs> thing. Yeah, the 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 crazy thing about it. The crazy thing about it is they say Disney is trying to teach children that men can have periods. But what doesn't make sense to me, and people are retweeting this unironically and joining in on this NPC bandwagon of like, oh, I'm outraged at this right now. But that was a female to male trans character when any other day of the week you would be saying that's a woman because they have woman parts so how yeah. are they now yeah. complaining <laughs> that how, <laughs> how is the narrative now disney is trying to teach kids that men can have periods when i thought that you thought that that was a woman it's so inconsistent yeah. and it just seems like you <laughs> want something to be outraged about it's very, it's it's insanely performative, insanely annoying. It's just virtue signaling, which is something they claim to be against. So, yeah, yeah grow the fuck up. People do it on both sides. Yeah, there's <laughs> annoying people on the, the left and annoying people on the right. And if you call out mm-hmm. those annoying people on one side, maybe think about your side doing it too. Maybe think, hey, <laughs> the people doing it on both sides are really fucking annoying and we should <laughs> discourage that. Some people just don't want to look at their own side in that way. It's such tribalistic nonsense bullshit and it's caveman mm-hmm. brain. I'm done. <laughs> I, think that, I think that summarizes it nicely. Thank you for your contribution. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's I don't know. I just I do find the whole, especially like like that sort of thing on Twitter, just nauseating. And you're completely right. It's just these people exist, and 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 you know maybe maybe Disney put it in. I don't know what the context is behind that scene. Maybe it was done by a trans person, but maybe maybe it was just put in by 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 Disney. You know, uh, you know, as as like to try and to try and win over people. Um, but I, it's not a big deal. It's something that will happen. You know, will will everyone be handed a tampon by a, a gentleman wearing a big trans trans flag jumper? No, but it's it's completely plausible, and it's completely within the realms of of the reality that we live in. It's mm-hmm. not an offensive thought. I don't think. I think it's completely normal, and 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 it should be. And it should be normalized because those people, they exist and they should, they should, you know, they should be, you know, you know, acknowledged as existing. You know, that's the, you know, it's, it's reality. But they're existing in sin and we can't show children that. <laughs> oh, Everything I don't oh. like is a sin. I will interpret the Bible in whatever way I feel. <laughs> I don't think the Bible says anything about trans people, does it? (laughs) It's such a hard conversation to to have because there's so many different ways it can just divulge or almost just go off the rails. You know, it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. And we're all in good faith here, you know, so we're not like hurt by what we're saying. But yeah, it's it's a hard thing. And yeah, like like you said, Adam, so many people just divulge or they just go into like religious bullshit where they go into like their own prejudice, like literally, it's just like homophobia, or it's just like their own phobias of like yeah. people without yeah, trying does. to understand, it, yeah. or it's, like it, without looking outside themselves. And that's why I love films because they allow you to empathize with other people. Like that's why I've always loved films. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's just like it's it's just hard to have conversations with people who are not on the same wavelength as you, not who aren't faith. as empathetic. Yeah, like they and, don't give a shit. Yeah. 
they yeah. don't give a shit if they're being no, hypocritical. They, don't. they they just want they just want to tell you to go fuck off, really. <laughs> there was Sorry. a there was a video I made, um one of the only like explicitly political videos I've ever made. Um and I posted it on my uh vlog channel and I titled it uh Paul Joseph Watson versus Paul Joseph Watson. Uh, from the same year, basically, he contradicted himself completely uh, in one video where he was trying to uh, push that uh, uh, mental illness isn't real. He was saying, it's your fault if you feel uh, depressed. There's no there's no real reason why you're depressed. It's your own fault. And then as soon as the is are soybeans turning men into pussies meme started <laughs> coming up where you know <laughs> soy boy was a thing then he released mm-hmm. a video the same year saying uh soy soybeans contain phytoestrogens and they can make you depressed your mood can be depressed it's like hold on i thought you said that no physical things could make you depressed and it was just your fault and so i just put these two clips next to each other and literally no commentary just it speaks for itself you're saying completely polar opposite things you've changed your beliefs the same year, depending on what sort of thing you want to say. And somebody sent that to him on Twitter, and his response was like, lol, triggered snowflake. And it's just like, okay, you're just not yeah. good faith. Oh you know that you're yeah, lying. No, no, you don't care yeah. that so you're lying. Yeah. You're a bad faith piece <laughs> of shit. Right? And so, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of people like that, both on the left and on the right and anywhere in between. There's a lot of people we'll that exist right. like that. <laughs> um, but and, and it sucks because I want to have real conversations with people where the person I'm talking to cares about what reality is and cares about understanding the other person's perspective and cares about having a conversation where where you can learn something and then these other assholes show up into the conversation Mm -hmm. and twitter Mm -hmm. encourages these assholes to show up and it, it completely incentivizes them in terms of how things get shared and rage clicks and all that bullshit and that becomes the prevailing dominant conversation and then it makes everybody look like shit who is even having the conversation in the first place when it comes yeah. from like an innocent place where it's just like oh we were just talking about mm-hmm. this thing oh fuck suddenly every extremist is here saying a bunch of nonsense because they don't give a shit about people and they just want to push their bullshit yeah yeah i feel like twitter is one of those few places though where like they do allow like people who are who are maybe like outside of the norm to like express themselves like you have a twitter yeah check mark at them like uh-huh. I, I feel like there's so many <laughs> channels who are who are like ignorant or t- Twitter ch- accounts that are, are ignorant and they don't have those check marks for that reason. And I, I understand you can lose that check mark. I read the rules or whatever. Um, you can lose it if you like, but I don't think you ever would. <laughs> I, I understand that. It's just like the, the people who are ignorant on Twitter. I feel they don't get a platform because they don't get that check mark. And, oh, and no one, I disagree. Like, takes them seriously. I'll show you some accounts. Yeah. Uh, that's just yeah. how I feel because, you know, I, I only listen to people people who are basically checkmarked or who, like, follow me and I follow them back or, like, my friends. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Twitter um, is a cesspool I, I don't of, listen to of, like, giving a megaphone to the worst, most extreme voices. Oh, yeah, like, like fucking, there's so, oh, yeah, but like, they will not... But Twitter doesn't validate them by giving them a check mark. I feel. Oh, they do very much. I think Nick Fuentes had a check mark when he was on the fucking website. Really? Yeah. <laughs> then um, then I just haven't seen this shit. But I've seen plenty, but they're like, yeah, maybe There's not. There's tons. But yeah, you know, I'm just I'm again. I have my own feed that I view, mm-hmm. so I don't know what yeah. you view. Yeah. Um. I mean, they used to. I see my own feed. That's like my people. 
<laughs> yeah, sure. you know that's fair i mean to be fair like sometimes like i check twitter and stuff is like you don't necessarily just see your people occasionally especially if you maybe there's things and settings you can change but you get mm-hmm. likes replies and so on trending things. tweets so now you see yeah. yeah you see people mm-hmm. it's still who, things they who, like honestly, or reply yeah, to yeah yeah so but you see people who maybe you don't want to see um mm-hmm. yeah and sure. um i think i think the thing is that about about twitter is that it is it's just the problem of 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 people trying to say things with so few words in a way trying to make a strong statement well they've increased the character limit but it didn't help no really i didn't know that well yeah they did like a year ago or something wow um they didn't even announce that they you know i have a twitter they didn't share that with me like i had no fucking idea like when when youtube does something i know (laughs) they email me (laughs) <laughs> I, it, Twitter is a website where people with the most reasonable opinions don't speak out because everybody with extremist positions on either side of an issue is essentially exactly. in this hysterical yeah. contest to dunk on and uh, uh, what's the word to signal boost uh, people that they either agree with or disagree with on you know, in the most extreme ways. And so yeah. bubbles of in groups, fine. Everybody's acting like an asshole to e- each other. And so all the reasonable people who are like, okay, well, I'm, I don't really like drama that much. They don't speak up. And so though, then all you have are voices of assholes. <laughs> then all you have in a conversation mm. on serious <laughs> topics that people are having on Twitter, assholes. it's just a bunch yeah. of assholes because that's all who's speaking because every reasonable person is like, maybe I don't want to fucking complete you know? racist homo Oh, yeah. assholes, especially because there sure. can be huge ramifications <laughs> for like tweets now yeah <laughs> yeah people people it's people bully the shit out of each other on that website they're, they're people bullies. are such pieces yeah. of shit on that yeah. website complete bullies. holy fuck mm-hmm. if you have a if you have an opinion that's just like a little bit different you know you you apply like a, a bit of nuance to anything even if you have like the most milk toast opinion on the world there'll be someone who's like wow yeah. get a load of this guy check this out they're an abuser or something now like fuck off holy shit it's built for it ratios and quote tweeting as you're saying it's, it's actually designed for yeah it. it's literally just the way the website works it's incentivizing yeah. it. it's yeah. a cancerous cancerous awful website <laughs> <laughs> and jordan peterson's better without it now <laughs> yeah, get the fuck off there um i feel i feel like you're speaking from some i feel like deep deeply rooted personal experience is uh adam <laughs> I'm just I I yeah I get uh, I get passionate about uh, these types of things. I I get upset at uh, human beings, you know. So good. I mean, Twitter claims to be this like safe space or whatever for like all voices. Yeah, fuck them if if that's how you feel. Fuck yeah, no. Good. If you want to go go off, go off, King. Um, I I'm just kind of at the point in my life where I'm like, well, you know, people, you know. To be fair, this has existed for for a long time. It's just Twitter um, has, I guess, shown it in a more obvious light. Definitely, um, yeah. But but I mean, you even like politics, like you go back over the decades, and it's it's all this this very like, um, I guess, emotionally based arguments and and so on. It's much more divided at this point. Yeah. These people have always existed. It's just Twitter seems to illuminate them more. Now they have the biggest megaphones. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter's the platform for it for whatever reason. Yeah. What what was once considered like fringe extremism is now like main political discourse. I went to the fucking United States 
and just turn on the television. Like, yeah, I'm not going to get into this because this is like another long conversation. We got to wrap this up. But just like the shit I see that's considered like news <laughs> or just like this is like actual like, political yeah. discourse. Like this fucking five years ago that was considered like fringe conspiracy theory nonsense. You guys can't figure out who won your fucking election. Holy shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We know what our election I mean it's it's the other guys fucking shit up. Like a too too much a, a too high yeah, of a percentage yeah. it, it's, of the it's population. A problem, yeah. It was once considered like fringe conspiracy shit. In many other Western countries it is still. <laughs> but there's it's somehow broken to the mainstream. That's fucked up. The internet's broken a bunch of people's brains, especially boomers. Holy yeah, shit. I, I agree with you. I agree with you, Adam. Incredibly dated rules, laws, and ideology. Yes. Completely dated. I, I would agree. Yeah. We weren't ready for this power, right. you know? It is it is it is concerning, like yeah, it is concerning, like, in a way, how I guess this is kind of reflected back onto the real world politics and and the sort of direction like uh it feels like we're heading in right now. It is hard to yeah. kind of remain like optimistic. Look, it's at hard to avoid and, politics and, is how I feel. Cause I always tried to avoid it. And it, I feel like it's just impossible now. Cause there are these people yeah. who are just so ignorant out there. And it's just like, everything's hyper. What are you fucking thinking? You know? Like, are you out of your fucking minds? Like some of these people, like, Really? P- politics has always been everywhere. Like everything is inherently political, but the divisiveness is is hyper politicized now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, movies, like people yeah. who say movies aren't political. Movies are inherently political. Most movies mm-hmm. are very political. Most good movies anyway. <laughs> um most movies that I like <laughs> being it, apolitical. It's hard to avoid. Political. Even if it's extremely subtle. Like, it's just hard. Like, even source code is, like, political. Like, I just watched it. It's like a dumb science fiction movie, but it's about, like, the military-industrial complex and how the United States military overreacts to certain things and, and creates certain laws or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. Yeah, that's... Yeah. It's, you know, that's just every piece of entertainment. Like, people can... You can't help but see the world around you, right? <laughs> and react to it in some way. Yep. Life imitates art, and life yeah. is political. So, but you, yeah, and you get put into camps. Even like you don't say anything. Like I read a comment the other day that was describing me as having um, Trump derangement syndrome. Even though I don't think I've even really <laughs> talked about Donald Trump before. Like, where, like I just don't. Where, where you're you you're a big you're a big Donald Trump. Uh, didn't you vote for him in twenty twenty twenty? Yeah, even though you're not. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, the UK based guy was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I just don't get where they even get it from. It's just like you're just making shit up. Well, I I have never gotten any Trump stuff, and it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> not, like I live here. Like <laughs> I've made jokes about him. It's so strange. It is. It is strange. Everyone's a fucking idiot. <laughs> that's a, that's my that's my political perspective. Everybody's a fucking idiot. Yeah, Nobody's smart enough to be having any real conversations. <laughs> um, I think I think people are emotional, and to be fair, like I think some of the emotion is justified right now, particularly when you look at some of the political decisions being undertaken um, by 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 U.S. 
state governments and and even uh, obviously the Supreme Court's most recent decision it's going to get upset people yes. and I think that's fair it's just important to to like to like focus the energy like on 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 memes on the enemy on the enemy and on um on discourse on talking about it because I feel it's ultimately the best way of moving forward yeah. um and not any way else all right we gotta wrap up pretty soon just FYI. yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's fair and I, I i agree it's 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 a difficult conversation a lot of the time but the point is you know i i i want to i want to live in a in a in a generally quite uh, you know accepting world and 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 it feels like we are going in we are going backwards and and i think i think that you know we we can all do our part um but at the same time like you know, you can't expect everyone to 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 like be like a vocal Twitter advocate on these matters. Some people don't feel confident or comfortable speaking publicly, mm-hmm. and it's kind of and I hate <laughs> hate to sound yeah. like yeah. like too 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 woke myself, but it is kind of um kind of ableist to Im- impose impose like um I guess expectations on people who who may not who may not have the ability or feel like they have the ability to talk on certain subjects. You know, just do your part to make the world a better place, um, even if it's small things. Um, and there'll always, hopefully, be some people um, to try and take you know steer the ship of the the great planet Earth in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with Seems a lot. Let's chill of that. out. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. just let's just chill relax. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put on a copy of Shrek 2. Mm-hmm. Just forget about the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or Minions Rise of Guru. Just sit back, oh, oh. relax, <laughs> and don't think about anything political while the people that want to control your lives go and vote. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you for the questions. That was a great uh, discussion. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Um been a pleasure yes thank you uh, yeah thanks so much thank you uh uh for for joining us that was some fun guest episode adventures um (laughs) i guess before i uh before we wrap up the show uh where would people find you if they want to find you um they can find me on my youtube channel mainly i don't really use many other social medias right now Mm -hmm. um kind of just focusing on on trying to do youtube so uh the youtube is the right opinion um hopefully that will take you there if you search in youtube i'd be a bit concerned if it took you anywhere else to be honest um <laughs> i'll change my channel name to make it confusing how Shake dare you um <laughs> <laughs> otherwise i mean i am on you probably find me on the social medias but either they're dormant or completely inactive i i forgotten they even exist um so best to best to just i guess go on go on youtube and um and if you need me anywhere else then you might be able to find an account to follow but i can't guarantee you'll see much action out of it Mm -hmm. okay awesome uh if you but i guess it's i should recommend a film it's time yeah where have you go oh it's your turn oh shit okay go ahead yes um I have decided we are doing the third Bruce Willis film in a row. Uh, 12 oh, Monkeys by okay. Terry Gilliam. Uh, cool. Because I have a 4K nice. Blu-ray for it now. Should be pretty easy to find for everybody. Um, 
Yeah. Haven't seen it in a while, and I want to I wanna give this 4K Blu-ray uh, a watch. So, yeah. Uh, I've seen nice. it. Cool. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a yeah. while. All right. So, uh, if you're listening, Great. if you don't want to be spoiled for 12 Monkeys, directed by Terry Gilliam, 1995, starring uh, Bruce Willis and also Brad Pitt, uh, then watch it before the next episode. These episodes come out every two weeks. Uh, you can listen to them early as they're edited. Uh, by going to sardonicast.com sign up for premium it's only two dollars a month and you get to listen to them early also patreon.com slash sardonicast also we got merch uh there's links in the description also there's a sardonicast highlights channel maybe search that or something uh also give us some fan art it will be included at the beginning of the video uh if it's not like explicit or something i guess but um <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Happy Shrek. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yep. Cheerio. Cheerios.